0: This is exactly right.
1: Hello. Hello, and welcome to my favorite murder the mini That's right. And it's being video in case you want to watch us talk about your letters you sent us.
0: Are you one of those podcast people that wishes it was visual?
1: (laughs) Well, have we got got a solution for you. That's right. Do you want to go first? Sure. Okay.
0: To be fair, I did that whole, "Hey grandparents, do you have a murder story?" question at Thanksgiving last year and never delivered the goods. My bad. <laughs> so they asked for the story, got a story, and then just didn't tell us. Okay. About it. Well, at least you're doing it now. Right. And at least you're taking a responsibility for your part in it. Yeah. Okay. So when I asked this question, my grandma patiently waited for my grandpa to say, "No, I got nothing," which if he talks like my dad and everyone in my family would be, "I got nothing." <laughs> to which my grandma turned to me with a glint in her eye. I do. Which didn't surprise me. She's a spitfire slash spicy gal. She went on to tell us that her uncle Cecil was murdered by two men who were hired by her aunt. With the help of her aunt's stepson, so I guess my grandma's cousin, the three men threw him in the trunk of the car and drove out into the woods of Georgia and then hid the car amongst the trees. Oh my God. Detectives later found the car and her uncle in the trunk, and the newspapers were splashed with the headline and the scandal. When I asked why she got him killed, my grandma just shrugged and said, I guess she didn't like him very much. Oh, she says. <laughs> so talk about the horrible thing, but not about the yeah. what caused it. The why. Don't, yeah, don't go into that part. No. And grandma closed with, quote, when everyone in school found out it was my aunt... Oh, I was so embarrassed. Oh, my God. (laughs) (laughs) I'm very lucky to still get these wild stories from both my grandparents. They are an endless well of hilarity and sometimes chaos. Thank you for being my friends since episode 20-ish. Stay sexy and stay spicy. Love, Annie.
1: (laughs) (laughs) She, her. (laughs) I like the new motto. Fucking make that shit up. Do it. Stay sexy and stay spicy works. It does work. Good job. Good job. Okay, my first one, I'm not going to read you the title. It just starts, hey, all. I was just listening to the most recent minisode where you asked for stories about being maced. Well, have I got a story for you. One day, many years ago, I was standing in a long line at a Kmart. Remember those? Yes. As I read a magazine, I noticed a woman with an increasingly irate toddler in front of me. This kid was not having it and the mom was becoming more and more frazzled and doing anything to try and quiet her baby. Mom was handing her items from their cart, items off the impulse buy display at the register, the grubby plastic item divider thing, anything. Nope, not having it. Then mom handed her the car keys. For a precious moment or two, there was silence, which caused me to look up from my magazine just in time to see the baby with arm outstretched, oscillating back and forth like a sprinkler while spraying liquid from the tiny mace dispenser on mom's keychain. <laughs> baby took three of us out that day <laughs> me, the man behind the counter, and the cashier with direct shots to the face. No way. Of course, we couldn't really comprehend what was happening at first, just that we were falling over, gasping and choking. You never suspect the baby. Thank God she had pointed it away from her own face and outward towards the rest of us. What a nice person that they're like, at least it's not their own face. A baby being maced is horrible. Horrible. I'm not exactly sure what happened after that. The store was helpful in attending to us and the police were called. I had to give a statement, but beyond that, I'm not sure what happened. The mother was rightfully hysterical and mortified. Yes. I remember the burning of my eyes, but most importantly, the demise of the perfect white blouse I was wearing that day. It's always so hard to find the perfect white blouse, but I had it, damn it. And the bright orange stains from the pepper spray never came out. Stay sexy and never give mace to a baby, Jen.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Amazing.
1: Oh, to be maced by a baby. You just would not
0: see it coming. It's the perfect cover. You wouldn't. Are you wearing a little neckerchief?
1: I'm wearing like a, yeah, like a little tie. I, I just added a little flare, a little tie. Fun. Do you like it? We need five more pieces of flare. Shit. Okay. How, is
0: pink hair one of them? Because... <laughs> No, I'm just saying the line from Office Space. I know, I know. No, it looks really cute. Oh, I, this is all just a teaser for, because the people in the fan cult are going to know exactly what we're talking about. Oh yeah, about. they're
1: going to see my little neck, my little
0: thing. <laughs> a little, it's a kind of a necktie. It's, it's kinda, like a Colonel Sanders but Yes. If he was doing it for himself. He was a hipster, right? Yes. Accidental pepper spraying gone, right? Oh shit. Hey fam, names have been changed to protect me. In 2012, (laughs) I moved from my small town to a big city where I knew exactly zero people. I was eager to start my new life and make friends. One such friend we'll call Dick. Mm. Dick and I met the first week of school as we were in the same small theater program. He was conceited, charming, and had an air of danger about him, (laughs) AKA my type. Yes, I have bad taste. (laughs) You have regular taste. Mm -hmm,
1: taste. You have all of our taste. Yeah, sounds right.
0: Dangerous, conceited, and charming
1: is pretty much every girl's first crush story. Especially in 2012, way back before we knew about, you know, self-care and shit.
0: Right. For real. We hit it off right away and started spending every second together. Early in our short-lived friendship, we spent an evening hanging out in a small study hall lounge in our dorm. I had a new lanyard, which held my keys, my student ID, and of course, a bright pink mace. My mom had purchased them for all my friends as graduation gifts. Hmm. Dick had never seen mace before. He asked me what it was. I proudly held my mace high. Little did I know my mace was in the on position. Mm. As I lifted my mace, my hand slipped, applying pressure to the trigger. Mm. A cloud of peppery spray filled the air. That's right, folks. I maced Dick in the face. (laughs) It was mortifying. He choked. The choking led to puking. His (gasps) eyes were red. I apologized profusely. He assured me that it was okay. I wasn't sure our friendship could move past this. I felt so guilty. Our friendship fizzled out a few weeks later, but I continued to look back on this memory with shame. The following year it came to light that Dick was a sexual predator who (gasps) abused women. There was solid proof that led to his expulsion from the school. Wow. This knowledge was horrifying. I spent time alone with this man. However, it led me to look at the macing incident in a new light. Mm. Suck it, dick. <laughs> Stay sexy and mace the creepy dude in your class. Anonymous.
1: Wow. <laughs> uh, yeah. It was like karma coming in early and hot and being like, let me get this out of the way real quick.
0: What wow. if it was Anonymous's sixth sense? Yeah. Like, as that's dropping go ahead, finger. Do your your magic. Do your thing. Do your thing.
1: If you're like me, you're always looking for a story to dive into. Whether it's a family drama or a mystery to solve, the key to getting hooked is the details. I need rich visuals and intricate storylines, and June's Journey has that and more. Murder, and here's the important note: that promo code is all lowercase. So go to shopify.com/slash/murder and take your retail business to the next level. That's shopify.com/slash/murder again.
0: Don't forget the code is all lowercase. Goodbye.
1: This is how it starts, and I'm embarrassed to say this, but I'm gonna put my all into it. Okay, what's crack a lack in mamacitas? <laughs> <laughs> literally. They've made me do that. I'm mad. Also,
0: I just Im- immediately envisioned the outdoor space at Edendale. Uh-huh. And if you obviously it wouldn't be you, but anybody that we knew walked up saying that, I would literally get up and walk you away would. immediately you because absolutely. I wouldn't want people to see me being on the receiving end of that behavior. <laughs> What's Mama
1: mamacitas, but I now I've said it twice. Okay. <laughs> now you're going to say it every time you go anywhere. Every day of my life. I went to high school in a small, literally nothing happens town in New Jersey called Hopatakong. And then it says, go ahead, try to pronounce it. It's <laughs> Hopatcong, Hopatcong, Kong. Ever since forever, I've shared a room with my sister. And when we were in high school, our beds were parallel to each other. One night, I kept tossing and turning, but as a super paranoid kid, I tossed with my eyes closed because the people in the dark freaked me out. (laughs) For some reason, I decided to open my eyes, and I see a little girl dressed in white, kneeling by my sister's pillow, Mm -hmm. looking into her soul. (laughs) I only have one sister, and she was currently getting her soul sucked, Dementor style, and I wasn't about to make myself a target, so I carefully turned around (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and went right back to sleep That's and, right. and hope I wake up the next day. I did. <laughs> I told my sister about it the following morning and she was super upset that I didn't square up with a ghost in the middle of the night for her. It really put a dent in our relationship. Yeah. Fast forward a couple of years and my sister and I are both out of high school and my parents sold the house to some family friends, a couple with two young kids. In January of this year, I visited my aunt who lives in the same town and she updated me that the, my old house had been sold to someone else. And I casually bring up my sister's encounter with a ghost. Her jaw drops and she proceeds to tell me that the reason the family friends resold the house was because their young daughter would always wake up crying at the same time every night complaining about a strange little girl that wouldn't let her sleep. Ooh. The women were too stunned to speak and we kind of just sat there in silence until we got hungry and she made us some food. <laughs> I'm a new listener and I stumbled upon your podcast when I got sick and tired of my boyfriend's <laughs> shitty comedy podcast. <laughs> Such an upgrade. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what
0: is she's like and my boyfriend is Joe Rogan. <laughs> <laughs>
1: What if she's busting the host of a comedy podcast? That would be pretty great. (laughs) Oh my God. I currently live alone and listen to you guys every waking moment. Keep doing what you do best. (laughs) Stay sexy and choose life over fighting a ghost for your sister, (laughs) AFT.
0: I don't know, AFT. Mamacita? I don't know. Mamacita?
1: I don't know. Here's what's
0: crackalack and Mama Sita. You let your sister down when it when the shit went down, and then told her about it yeah. afterwards. Uh. Reported, reported yourself. You never had to say a word. No, but God, that's fucking scary. Yeah. What
1: was that ghost doing? Sucking her breath like a cat, like a but fucking. But then she cat.
0: didn't like. Was she diminished in some way the next yeah. morning? Yeah.
1: But like the girl wouldn't. The other little girl wouldn't. Couldn't sleep. She kept keeping her awake. That like. That's yeah. so fucked up. It's that is,
0: I kind of really do love that. It was a, AFT, a great example of how ghost stories can work, like when they prove themselves right. after years, where right. it's like now there's
1: a consensus. This house yep. is
0: haunted. Yeah.
1: And with the same kind of ghost, the same haunting. She's leaning down. It's sleep based. Yeah. Little girl based for sure.
0: <laughs> it's not a weird tall man. I'm not going to read you the subject line. It just starts, Hey, Georgia and Karen, I've written in about when my cousin tried to sell me at a yard sale, when a guy almost died in my dorm room, and when Lori Cabot, the witch of Salem, cursed me, all to no avail. Mm. Here's hoping this is lucky number four.
1: Guess what?
0: Guess what it is. In a recent minisode, you mentioned that people who work in fraud must have great stories. When I was in college in the 90s, I worked nights as a fraud analyst at a major credit card company to help pay for school. I did indeed have some interesting fraud cases. Here are three brief such tales. Number one, boob fraud. A grandson stole his grandfather's credit card from a nursing home and used it to get his girlfriend a (gasps) boob job. What? Uh Uh-huh. And then it says, try returning that to pay off the debt. Yeah. Quack, quack. (laughs) Don't try to make us someone's boyfriend's shitty comedy podcast.
1: (laughs) We're not having it, Joe Rogan. Please. Number two, meat fraud. Called a
0: customer for a suspiciously large charge for pounds and pounds of meat. He said, ma'am, I'm a vegetarian. It's not me. Please find the bastard who bought meat in my name and take him down. (laughs) intense such an intense vegetarian truly number 3 naughtiness in the netherlands there are codes that come up for different types of purchases electronics gas etc i had a weird code come up in my queue i didn't recognize i asked a colleague who smiled and very cheerily said oh you got one that's the code that sometimes gets used for sex work in countries where it's legal oh great now it's my job to call the cardholder and ask if the charge <gasps> is valid oh no I'm 20 years old and raised a good Irish Catholic girl. And then in parentheses, it says, Karen understands. <laughs> I call and with every ring, pray no one answers. Then a woman picks up. Now, if both spouses are cardholders, I'm supposed to talk to whoever answers.
1: Oh my God.
0: I confirm her identity as a cardholder. I ask if her husband was also available. She said, no, he was away on business in the Netherlands. Oh, fuck. I chickened out. I really wanted to out her husband for cheating, but I just couldn't. I said, okay, well, there's a problem with the charge from the Netherlands. Can you have him call us? My 46-year-old self would totally blow that up. Either she knows and is cool with it or doesn't and should know. Either way, the most awkward moment in my short-lived fraud career. (laughs) Stay sexy,
1: Erin, she, her. (laughs) Oh, I don't think I could go through with it either. I don't don't think I could do it.
0: Because it's not just about like... The truth of that is she's having the conversation with the person who, if she doesn't know and isn't cool with it, is the
1: worst impacted. Her life is ruined if she if she's not okay with it and doesn't know.
0: And Aaron's the one there being like, hey, I'd love to sign up to be the messenger. Like, no, no get that's the manager.
1: Get the manager. Go that's a higher up right there for sure.
0: Yeah. If if anything that you're about to do is going to make the customer cry, (laughs) that goes upstairs. That goes above the line for sure. Yes. All right, that was a good
1: one. her promo code: space eighty. Goodbye. Goodbye. My last one's called "One Hijab and Five Stitches." Mm. Heyo, MFM crew, and of course, all the fuzzy ones. Just a quick thank you for all your hard work on the podcast. And oh boy, do I have a story for you! Okay, so the story goes back to fifth grade. Me and my best friend at the time were hanging out, doing our usual, standing at the entrance of the nearby apartments and serenading the passersby. <laughs> Children. <laughs> Neither of us actually knew how to play the guitar, but gosh darn it, did we try? <laughs> oh, how annoying. After an hour or so, we were walking back to her house when I had the grand idea that I wanted to make myself a wand. So, determined as ever, I veered off to a tree and started pulling. After a wrestle with a very much alive tree that didn't want to snap a branch, I got it the perfect piece of wood to start whittling. But where would I get my tool? At that moment, my friend emerges from the side of her house with an old, rusty, serrated knife that her father used for fishing. Perfect. (laughs) We sat on her hammock, and I began chopping away. Never use a knife in a hammock, first of all. I feel like that's just, like, number one here.
0: That combination only leads to... To what's
1: about to happen. Yeah, what's about to happen. I start chopping away at this poor branch. We were talking boys and life, and funnily enough, how my parents would never let me do something like this. (laughs) I went on about how they would scold me for how dangerous it was, and at that moment, the knife caught a knot in the branch as I was whittling towards me. I looked down because something dropped on my foot. I screamed that my friend was bleeding. Nope, it was me. The knife went straight into my right index knuckle and deep. My friend ran inside to get her mom, who at the time spoke very little English. This woman, bless her soul, takes off her hijab and wraps it around my hand as a makeshift tourniquet. My friend frantically calls my parents to have her mom speak to them. All she could say was, Ellie, bleeding, hospital. My parents arrive and drive me to the nearest urgent care. Needless to say, one bloody hijab, one tetanus shot, and five stitches later, I was back home as my mom frantically attempted to de-stain that beautiful hijab. Of course, we returned it as well as a few dollars in case she would rather buy a new one. I mean... To this day, my little siblings take away my steak knife at restaurants and refuse to let me cut my own damn steak. (laughs) Now I have permanent nerve damage on my index finger. And if I hit that knuckle just right, I can make half of my hand go numb. Fun, right? Stay sexy and maybe don't whittle a wand with a rusty knife. Lots of love, (laughs) Ellie, she, her. (laughs) Ellie, no whittling at all.
0: There's no need. Pick up a stick if you can't break it into a perfect wand shape, yep.
1: find another stick. There's so many. Yeah, you're a child. Use your imagination, that damn thing.
0: But whittling, also, I do it so often where, don't you do that thing where like you're cutting and then you're like, oh, I just want to pick this up and and basically slice it toward myself. Yeah,
1: or slice it in my hand. In my hand, a
0: bagel toward myself, but in my hand. Toward like, your body. Mm-hmm. All the stabbing positions Ooh! It, to this day. So it's like. Grown adults can't handle knives. No. No kid should ever be casually Especially handling rusty. a knife. No rusty. Oh my God. No rusty, no
1: serrated, which means it was long. It was yes. like one of those yes. crazy bread knives. Oh, Tell God. us a story about something stupid you did as a kid. We always love those stories. When blood's involved, great. Yes. At my Favorite murder at Gmail. And, and thank you guys so much for listening. And thanks Fan Cult for watching. Mm. Hi. And stay sexy. And don't get murdered. Goodbye. Goodbye. Elvis, do you want a cookie? Ah!
0: This has been an Exactly Right production.
1: Our senior producer is Hannah Kyle Crichton.
0: Our producer is Alejandra Keck.
1: This episode was engineered and mixed by Stephen Ray Morris.
0: Our researchers are Maren McLashan and Gemma Harris.
1: Email your hometowns and fucking hoorays to myfavoritemurder at gmail.com. Follow the show on Instagram and Facebook at
0: myfavoritemurder and Twitter at myfavemurder. Goodbye. Goodbye.